Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. On the road again. We're always on the road. (laughs) Yeah, I'm on the road. I'm in my car and it's raining. Oh, God. It's raining here too in Texas. It's raining with lightning. And I'm not used to this kind of lightning, Gretchy. Oh, isn't it awesome? It's like actual lightning i think in southern california we get lightning oh no every once in a while but it's this not lightning like this you speak of 
in Colorado, I'm like, I'm hypnotized by it. Yeah, it's crazy. I might like take off my clothes, get naked, That's party. Probably not a good idea unless you're inside the house. <laughs> In the lightning? No, <laughs> I love it though. I love it so much. I just want to sit up and watch it all night. Okay. Well, I watched it all morning because it's still dark until, you know, like eight o'clock in the morning, which is bananas. Yeah. Yeah. There too. So, you know, I went to the World Series. I know. It was very. You can't stop. I know I can't. We need to stop. We need to relax, actually. So my kids are like, are we going somewhere again tonight? I'm like, you're so lucky to be doing this. But anyways, I have this really funny story. And okay, I hope this does not offend anybody because it's just for shits and giggles. Okay. Okay. But so, you know, we're all walking to our seats and everybody has masks on in the stadium. And I see this tall black guy walking towards me and... I am like, holy shit, I think that's Magic Johnson. No. Okay. And then there's this little person running down the way. And he is like, Shaq, 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 I want a picture with you. You got Magic Johnson confused with Shaq. Well, I did not get Magic Johnson confused with Shaq, but this little person did. And he thought he got a picture with Shaq because Magic was nice enough to just be like, sure, and take a picture oh with God. him. Oh, my God. That makes me just love him even more. But I was thinking to myself because Shaq is so much taller than Magic Johnson, okay? But to a little person, you probably wouldn't really realize. He's probably going to feel terrible because he's going to show pictures of look at me and Shaq and people are going to be like, <laughs> that's not Shaq, dude. No. 100% he will know. Was, was Magic not. with Cookie? You know, I yes, love her. Yes, yes. And her jeans. Uh-huh. Oh, I love them. Yes. And oh, I yeah. was, I couldn't wait to tell you. That's what I wanted to tell you yesterday. But I was like, I'm going to wait for the podcast to tell you. Because oh. I love Magic so much since the 80s. And it's like. Oh, my God. It's another, like, one of those LA loves that I have, right? I've loved the Lakers oh, yeah. forever. And then I come to Texas and I actually finally get to see him in real life, even though I, I, I know. probably saw him at a Laker game before. But I mean, it was like we were right at the elevator together in and I almost got on yeah. the elevator with him. Oh my God. Like, you could have caught COVID from him. Yeah. I How know. awesome would that be? Just kidding. <laughs> Don't send <No>. hate. <laughs> okay. But it was... You know, he's like a minority owner in the Dodgers, so it makes sense that he was there. Oh, okay. Well, I had an encounter. Oh, with what? Who? A little tiny asshole child. Not your own. Thank God he went home. Not my own. Listen, my kids are no saints. But you know what this kid said to me? So we're at this little resort. It's like little tiny cabins, okay? (sighs) And so my kids were so excited to see another kid on the beach. And this little kid is just not nice. So he tells me, I mean, one of the first things he said to me was, guess what? I held my sister's hamster and I squoze it to death. (gasps) No, you are not kidding me. And you people will understand, right? Because right away I'm like, ding dong, future serial killer. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it really isn't this kid's fault because at one point he hit my kid and I had to be like, hey, buddy, we don't hit. 
and we're not going to play with you if you're not going to play nice. And his parents could have cared less. Mm -hmm. They were so checked out. I'm like, oh, that's why your kid's the way it is. Wow. That's so I was really looking forward to my friend coming that was going to bring her nice children. And I was very ready for them to come. I know. Gretchen spent all day yesterday off the phone with me to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And um, anyways, I didn't even look at my phone. I went to bed last night and then I didn't even look at my phone this morning, got up, continued to get ready. And then I got the text. They're not coming. And when Gretchen means preparing for her friends to come, she does like hours and hours of cooking. Because then I can relax. And just like throw everything in the oven, you know, Yeah, everything's all chopped and happy. You're a master at preparation and getting things done. I enjoy hosting. I enjoy it though. It's not like a drag. No, I know you enjoy it, but she did say, I have to go because I am like in the kitchen making lots and lots and lots of food. So that's a bummer. I wish I could help you and go up to Washington and be there with you. I know. I don't know if you guys could take it. It's very, very quiet. Some people came up to us, an older couple, and they were asking me about like, how, how do I like the place? And is it noisy? I'm like, I'm pretty sure we are the noise. Like we're the only, we're the only ones with kids really. And then that one other kid. I could bring the party, Gretchy. I always bring the party. And that's the thing. We're the only people down here, like with a bow or kayaks or anything. My husband, I mean, this, I don't, this is going to sound mean, but my husband and I are like, hello, nerd alert. What are they all doing? Reading books? Like that is like, get (laughs) out. It's a beautiful day. Sorry, Susie. Not that we don't. Yeah, we love reading books. And that actually (laughs) sounds awesome. But you know what I mean? It's like a whole, like, why did you rent something on the water just to like stay inside? I don't get it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, you know, to each their own. To each their own. You are right. Okay, so are you ready to hear my story? Yeah, you bet your ass I am. I'm ready. Okay, today, hey, hey, today I bring you a story not from Texas, Gretchen. Not from Texas, but from your second favorite state of Colorado. (gasps) Be still my heart. I know. Are you familiar with Grand Junction, Colorado? I am. (gasps) You are? Damn, lots of trains there. Yeah. Okay. It's a thing. Well, there's about 68,000 people that like that city and live there, actually. Mm -hmm. So the town looks super cute. Yeah, it's like an old-timey city, I think. Nice homes. Uh Uh-huh. Tabitha, they have these train tours. They have, like, wine trains, beer trains. Oh, I'm down for that. They go through the mountains. It sounds right up our alley as soon as this pandemic shit is over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that, for sure. Yeah. So you can buy a really nice home for $500,000 and it goes up to like a little bit more than a million, but it seems like a pretty dreamy place to live. Like you can get a really nice home in a nice area. Fine place, if I have to say. 
by looking okay. from the outside, not being there. So I'm telling you about a little disco biscuit that okay. reminds me a lot of us, Gretch. And her name was Paige Bergfield. Paige. Paige. Okay. She's a little bit older than us. Paige was born April 27th, 1973, or she would have been a little bit older than us. She passed, actually, I think she was 34. So anyway, she grew up in Denver, Colorado. And after high school, she went to college in Florida. Shout out again to our Florida girls. What's up? She married her her, her high school sweetheart, Ron Beekler. Okay. And she had a lot of fun in her 20s. She was beautiful, tall, thin, long red hair. And, you know, she had that red hair that makes you want to have red hair. It's like that dark, pretty. That is so funny. What? Because I have a cousin named Sage. She's like a second cousin. I like never see her. Mm -hmm. But she's a model. Yeah. She has that red hair. That's like this girl. And when you said Paige, I thought of Sage. No way. Yes. That's so weird. Red hair. Yeah. Weird. That is like psychic. And she was so pretty, this girl, that like when you look at her, because every other feature of her was pretty, and then she's got this like beautiful red hair, you're just like, I want that red hair. Yeah, not fair. It's like when I go to the salon and I point out a picture of a hairstyle and the guy was like, do you really want that hair or do you want to be that girl? I'm like, good point. I want to be that girl. Fair point. I want to be that girl. (laughs) I've learned that about buying clothes. I don't really want that sweater. I want that body. That's right. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So her first marriage to Ron only lasted about two years, which, I mean, I can't even imagine marrying my first boyfriend. So, Uh, yeah. You know, my friend Sexpot, she's married to her high school sweetheart. I know. I feel like two years, it must be pretty bad because I feel like it would take you two years to decide whether or not you want to like get divorced. Well, I think that her making the money that she made, she worked at a a gentleman's club and I don't think that sat very well with Ron. Oh, that could cause some tension. I could see. Yeah. Jelly belly. And they're 18, 19 years old. Like, oh yeah. Done. So during college, she worked as a dancer at a gentleman's club for cash, where she met her second husband, Rob Dixon. Oh, okay. Rob was it. He was super wealthy, businessman with all the glory, and he swept Paige right off her feet and right off that pole. Okay. I didn't. I don't think of a lot of romance happening at those clubs. Me neither. I kind of think like they're just getting getting the money. I mean, it must happen. Well, it happened for Anna Nicole Smith, the dear, the oh. dearly departed. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. I think it might happen. You know, like you're in college or like, hey, you know, I'm a nursing student, like all of them say. Oh, yeah. And then they're yeah. like, oh, honey, I can help you out. You don't need oh, to do this. Yeah, right. You can just sit right on me every night instead. Oh, Sounds like a plan. Okay. I mean, it works out. Yeah, Probably sure. Horrible. Okay. So yeah. Paige and Rob seem to have the perfect thing going on. They moved to Grand Junction, bought a nice house, popped out three kids, and were living the dream. Boom. Well, that is until Rob made some bad investment deals 
and things in the money department started going south. Yeah, because those guys with money that go to strip clubs, I think, tend to be on the flashy side. Maybe invest more than they should. Oh, that's actually... Don't play it safe. Funny you say, because they did live this very high flashy life in a city that wasn't so flashy. Yeah, not flashy. Right. And so they drove the nice cars and had the nice house and like maybe were a little bit noticeable, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You would be noticeable. Yeah. So Paige, being the smart, educated woman that she was, was like, no worries, honey. I'll get a job selling cooking equipment. Oh, go Paige. Get your pampered chef on. A hundred percent. That's what she did. She's like, you know, so-and-so down the street sells the pampered chef and drives a Mercedes. Oh, yep. And so she started selling pampered chef. Do you have any pampered chef? I do. I do. I had a cooking stone, the pizza stone Uh for years. My husband broke it, putting it on a fire. Mm -hmm. You actually can't cook pizza on an open fire with the pizza stone. FYI, you need cast iron. Okay, good to know. Um, I had that little chopper. Yeah, I had many. I in, I've gone through some Pampered Chef Do you, stuff. And were you at a Pampered Chef party with me? Nicole. Oh, had I feel one. like maybe your mom had one. Oh, my mom. Had oh, one Nicole too. had one. Nicole I had did. One. I did go. To, yeah, I yeah. did go to Nicole's. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. That is so funny. And some other people at Outback we work with too sold Pampered Chef. Yeah. So yeah. it was a thing. It was a thing, and. This girl, she she did it right, man. She even won a trip to the Bahamas for her family. Oh, shit. She hustled some chef. That's why I can never sell shit. I'm not good. <laughs> you aren't good. Yeah. So she was bringing home the bacon, and her marriage to Rob was real rocky. Financial troubles, as we all know, makes it real difficult, especially when you are used to living the high life. And then you got to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So with the stress, Rob, I think, got a little hostile. Paige actually called the police twice on Rob, one time for domestic violence. And the other time she said Rob had threatened to take the kids. And when she got back, she would find them dead. Oh, shit. So the police show up, spoke to Rob and found that Rob was not actually going to kill the kids. And he was just being an ass, but I really hate that threat. It makes that my is, stomach really yeah, hello. weird, especially after this Chris, Chris, Chris Watts, Watts yeah. thing. Yeah, which also happened in Colorado. Oh, that's right. Damn it. You know, I don't think Rob was going to kill the kids. I think he was just like telling her something to make her really... Going for the jugular. Yeah, that's right. Dick. But you also never fucking know. Right? right? Like people snap and do stupid shit. So, oh no, I feel like if I was in a relationship like that and the guy even said one time, like, I'm going to kill the kids, I'd be like, well, then you're never going to see us again. Yeah. Later. Yeah. So you can probably guess that Rob and Paige got divorced. Okay. Yeah. Rob moved away to the East Coast and good. Paige kept the kids and her house in Grand Junction. Paige had the typical mom life. She was like the soccer mom. She was part of the mom's club of Grand Junction. You know, remember when you were in the mops? Yeah. Mops club. I was in the mom's club, the same one that Paige was in, in Calabasas mom's club. Oh, yeah. And she had friends. And this is where I think she reminds me of us. Like, she's just like doing her thing. 
you know? Yeah. Her friends say that she was a ray of sunshine when she walked in the room. Like me, Gretchy. Oh, just like you. <laughs> just kidding. But seriously, they all say she was like a very happy, positive, someone you'd want to be friends with. And her natural beauty was super attractive to her friends as well as strangers. As she was living the single mom life, guess who shows back up in her life? The first husband. The first husband, Ron Beagler. Hot damn. Hot damn. I mean... Gretchen could write these. St- you should write a fictional story. Well, you know, because I have story. a feeling about this. Because, you know, I think a girl that can throw down some pole moves, unlike us, our uncoordinated asses. I mean, you do have the hair flip going for you. But I think they, and she's got that red hair. I think they make a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. Listen, I wish I could do those pole moves. I am so insecure for one of them. <laughs> like, I just don't have the self-confidence even trying so I don't know I saw your dance moves I think you might have the the self-confidence to dance in front of people yeah there's no shame in my game I don't have the coordination to stay on the or the muscle yeah that's true true. I mean if you maybe put both of us together in one body you could maybe do it (laughs) yeah 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 okay so Yeah, Ron sneaks back in and Paige and him start seeing each other on a somewhat regular basis, except for the fact that he lives like a few hours away. So they would sometimes meet in the middle. And on June 28th, 2007, Ron and Paige met at a park like rest stop in Colorado, which I'm sure you might have even been to, Gretchen. Okay. I'm sure you've hit up all the rest stops in Colorado on your drives. So they go there for lunch and... Ron left to go home and Paige left to go back to get her kids. But you know what? Paige never made it home. No. The kids were with the babysitter and they were calling her and leaving voicemails and doing all this research. You know, I like read everything and then I listen to everything. Oh, my God. I'm not going to play it because it's too sad. But there's like all these voicemails that they play for that her kids are like leaving on her voicemail made me cry it's so sad they're like mommy you told me you were coming home and you're not home oh so sad so sad so the kids are calling and ron was also calling her over and over with no answer until it just went straight to voicemail which means you know it's out of batteries in the morning Paige was still not answering her phone, so Ron called the Grand Junction police to report Paige as a missing person. The babysitter, who was also Paige's friend, obviously was getting concerned and called the police also to report her missing. From there, the police started to really investigate it because she's got kids and she's not coming home. Yeah. So Ron, first suspect, I mean, he was the last person to see her. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. What the hell? But he also was the first person to call the police. And then there's Rob, the ex-husband right. who's threatened her before. Got to be suspect number two. Suspect number two. So while the police start looking deeper, they soon found out that the single mom trying to keep up with her old lifestyle, that maybe Pampered Chef wasn't 
cutting it. And Paige had actually started a secret business that she called Models, Inc. Models, Inc. was an escort service that performed dances and massages for men. And Models, Inc. was also just Paige or Carrie as she went by. But she kind of disguised it as it was like a lot of women, but... It was really just her. So by day, she was soccer mom, pampered chef, sling, and cutie. And by night, she was a seductress, seductress, entertaining the men. Damn, that's a little bananas because it's like a town of 68,000 is not that big. And she's got this red hair. Feels like she'd be running into some of those people she's dancing for. You know. The Walmart, yes, the I, soccer game, <laughs> I think she the was coffee shop, and they'd be like, "Oh, I know, I remember her." Oh, well, yeah, I think remember she was. Remember the Zumba but... case? Everyone, I mean, yeah. word got out around her <laughs> real quick. So there were a few of her friends that did know what she was doing, and it's funny because on one of the interviews, one of the um, investigators was like, "I can't believe she was doing this here, and I didn't know about it." You know, because oh. it is like it's not <laughs> a big town. Like, I'm in, I'm that maybe I wanted of some of that. Officer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this creates like a big challenge for the police. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. 
Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. As the potential suspects are now widened because... Yeah. Where was she that night after she left, you know, Ron? Yeah. Um, so the night she went missing, at least eight men had called and left messages for her service, which also in a town she's of 68,000, she's pretty busy. Oh, yeah. She's getting it. Yeah. I think she's probably making a good amount of money doing this. So anyways, you know, they're starting to look into all these calls that had called her cell phone for services. And let me tell you, on Friday, she goes missing. Saturday, they report her missing. Or Thursday, she went missing. Friday, Ron reported her. Saturday, the babysitter reports her. Sunday, I'm correct, they find her car abandoned and on fire. Somebody driving down the road calls the police and says, there's a car on fire. In the middle of the parking lot. Police go there. They find that it's her car. And there's no, I mean, it's on fire. So there's no DNA. It's yeah. burned out, the whole thing. Um, but they do find a daily calendar. You need, She was like one of those people that wrote down like everything in those day planners. Oh, I like it. I love an organized woman. I've tried to do that. Yeah. And you know what happens? I buy them. I'm like, I'm going to get on that. And guess what yeah. happens? I just find it like a year later. And I'm like, you oh, bought yeah, me I never one this year. Yeah, I, I wrote in it like twice. I know. <laughs> I'm well-intentioned. I'm just like, and I'm not thorough. <laughs> and I'm not, Paige seemed to be very organized, this girl. And I yeah. look up to that. Show us that. So anyhow, they find this calendar that kind of like, you know how it has a plastic layer? It kind of like sealed it. So They were able to kind of see what exactly she was doing every day prior, except for four days were ripped out, which is interesting. And they weren't there. So the search team started searching around and all around kind of like the town, which is not that big. And they found a bunch of pages stuff thrown from the car or what it looks like thrown from the car. It was kind of like, like spewed out on the street. Like her medical card, her checks, like blank checks, just shit, you know, that would have been in her purse, I guess. Yeah. One time my purse got stolen out of my driveway and these fuckers threw all of that shit out down the road while they're driving. So I got like stuff that they didn't want, not my Louis Vuitton bag, but, you know, my lip gloss and my retainer, whatever they left for me in a trail, which was real nice assholes. Listen, one time my sister's car got broken into and they threw out all of her. This was like back when we had CDs and I think they like threw out like all of her fucking hippie music. She listens to like the Grateful Dead and shit. (laughs) They're like, I don't need this shit. (laughs) She's like, what the hell, man? You don't like my jams? We left it there in the street. (laughs) Oh, so funny. Okay. So they think that this is Paige, like Paige's call for help, right? Like, oh, she knows, yeah. which is smart. My initial thought was Ron, you know, yeah, was probably the culprit. But Ron actually checked out pretty quickly because of the cell phone evidence, because they actually talked oh. shortly before she could pulled back into Grand Junction and he was all the way, you know, in Denver. So, yeah, then I thought to myself, it must be the ex-husband. He's angry. 
And he checks out pretty quickly because he is on the other side of the country. So they're like, nope, it's not him. So now it just is coming down to these guys. And like I said, they're looking in the cell phone evidence. And one guy, he calls and he's like, hey, uh, yeah, this is so-and-so. And I'm at Motel 6. Call me back. And another guy, he is this cocaine gunslinging guy that his ex-girlfriend was like, he's the one, he's the one, he's an asshole. Oh, shit. And they kind of thought maybe he was the one, too. But there was this one in particular guy who had called five times. Like, hi, Paige, it's Jim. Call me back. Hey, Paige, Mm. it's Jim again. Call me back. And so... They figure out that Jim's actually calling from a track phone. You know what a track phone is? It's like a burner no, phone. No, it's a track phone. It's like the phones that you buy at Walmart that you just throw away. It gets, it's like, you know, oh, it has okay, like 30 yeah. minutes on it or whatever. It's like a burner phone. Yeah. So I don't know why you would need that kind of phone unless you don't want to be detected. You know, understand? Yeah, that's exactly why you need those phones. Yeah. Why do they even sell those phones? For people that can't afford a monthly cell phone plan. Okay, I get that. But I guess that's why you sell those phones. But I feel like it's expensive. It's more expensive because you're paying it for like $30 for 30 minutes. When I feel like you can buy a $30 plan now. Our society preys on the weak. You know how much it costs to go to one of those check cashing places? They take like 30% of your check or some shit. I know. Yeah. ridiculous we prey on the the people that misfortune you know, take advantage that's right that are less fortunate yeah that need the money the most yeah so jim real name is actually lester ralph jones ew lester the molester lester's a horrible name <laughs> sorry for any lesters listening but yes it's kind it's of a like bad a bad one day. sorry <laughs> the molester I stand by that. So Lester's wife happened to be out of town for a few days, which is why he was calling Carrie or Paige. And the deeper the police looked at this Lester guy, the more they found. He had a past to run from. He actually had gotten in trouble for kidnapping and sexual assault back in 1999, Mm. which is a huge red flag and police knew it. Jones also worked right across the street from where the car was found. So they're 100% onto this guy. They searched his place of work, Gretchy, and they found a gas can, which he kind of worked in like a workshop area. So I, I was like, I don't know, gas can. I know the gas can is always suspicious, right? But like we have a lot of them. Yeah. To me, it's like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not yeah. convinced with a gas can. Yeah. He had we also have antifreeze too, which always is like, oh, don't be making me any cocktails, Fred. <laughs> right. Fucking no. Okay. Women's bras he had. Okay. He had lots of escort information, like cards and phone numbers. Mm-hmm. He had a couple men's wigs, which I guess in a small town, like you're saying, if you don't want to be recognized, um, (laughs) maybe he was wearing a wig. But could you imagine, like, 
doing it with some guy and then you like rub your hands in his hair and it's like and it's, it comes off. Oh my God. Oh, that'd yeah. be so well, Maybe disgusting. he just used it to like walk into the motel to like check in. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He had different women's bra sizes written down. So all alarming stuff, but nothing concrete to say that Jones killed or did something with Paige. Just that he's like a total perv. And yeah. his wife probably has no idea because he's all keeping it at his off his, you know, warehouse workplace. Yeah. And they also found the track phone empty box. The police pulled some surveillance from Walmart where the truck phone was purchased. And there was a guy that looks just like Jones, six foot, five inch white guy. Um, And so they interrogated Lester. And he says, that's not me. I don't know. Lester, I I already know because of your name. Yeah, right. I don't know anything about Paige. I don't even know her. I don't know about the car. I don't know about the disappearance. And I don't know what the F you're talking about. And the police are like, I mean, they can't really do anything, right? I mean, they don't have a body. So it's really hard to convict somebody without a body. And it's real hard to convict somebody if you don't have any DNA evidence or anything. Yeah. We don't even know if she's dead at this point. And if I was him, what I would have said is, because they know she, he called her, right? I'd be like, yeah, my wife traces my calls or tracks my calls. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you should say. So I buy a burner phone, you know, like, yeah, where I got a wife. Hello. Hello. But he's not having it. He's like very adamant with the police. So the police bring in scent dogs to see if they can pick up Lester Jones's scent. And they do, they find it on Paige's car seat, which is, it's not surprising actually, because her seat was pushed all the way back. She oh, was, I think. Like they were having sex. Or he was driving the car. I think he was driving the car. I think he drove that car to that area to burn oh, it. to the burn spot. Yeah. yeah. He was 6'5". I think she was 5'2 or 5'4". And they said there was no way she could touch her pedals if it was pushed back that far. And yeah. so obviously... It was a tall person and the dogs pinged on that driver's seat. Interesting. I I didn't know they could like through like a fire. Mm, Well, that's interesting that you say that because in court that was brought up like they can't, but they did. So. Okay. Maybe they can. So the police tried to stay up in Jones's grill, even though they don't have DNA. So they're just kind of like, you know what they do? They try to like just be present so that. If Jones makes any mistakes, they have it, you know? So Jones gets a call from the police one night or one day, actually. Mm -hmm. And he answers the phone and he's groggy, really groggy. And he says in like a halfway sleeping out of it voice, he says, I buried her, buried her, buried her. I don't know where she's buried. I buried her, right? I don't know where that girl is, something like that. And the police are like, what? Uh, Lester Jones, we're calling to ask you about something such. And come to find out, he supposedly took 12 sleeping pills and tried to commit suicide and wrote a note to his wife about 
being depressed and to tell the police he had nothing to do with that girl. Son of a bitch. I don't like that. Just kill yourself, but come clean. I know. But then I thought to myself, maybe he didn't really try to commit suicide. Maybe that was the cover-up for his answering the phone when he was still kind of sleeping. You know, where you're kind of groggy and out of it and you're still kind of dreaming. And he, his wife was probably like, hey, Lester, uh, officer so-and-so is on the phone for you. And then he's like, not really totally awake. And he's like, I buried her. Then he came to and he's like, oh, shit, I fucking told them I buried her. That's That's what I think happened. Yeah. You know, I woke up here one, one day in the middle. Well, I woke up in the middle of the night. My dog was like kicking me and I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was one of those things where, you know, when you wake up somewhere and you don't know where you are, Mm -hmm. I said a lot of crazy stuff. (laughs) Did your husband (laughs) say that you did or what? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I was like, I I thought it was the dog, but I thought it was a kid. I don't know. I was like, this is, this is crazy. And I'm like, and I don't even know where I am. And I'm trying to make sense of it all. Well, I so, think that's why. And, they and that was me on like a couple of IPAs. No sleeping <laughs> pills. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think they couldn't they couldn't do anything about it either. They just like one more thing to put in. Yeah. In okay. Lester's file. Yeah. So years went by. And finally, in 2012, they got a break. Someone was hiking and found Paige's skull. That's quite a few years. Yeah, 2007 to 2012. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I've seen it. I mean, it was it was really, I mean, there's nothing left at that point. There is just, looks like, a, it's just like a skull. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't even, I think it didn't even have the bottom jawline still attached, but Anyways, I'm sure it was somewhat of a relief for her family because now they have some some yeah. sort of closure. They can stop looking for her, thinking that maybe she's alive because I'm sure in the back of your head you always feel that. Mm-hmm. But now you got to find the fuck who did this to convict yeah. her. And so they're back to Lester Jones. And this time the prosecution feels like they have enough circumstantial evidence to go to trial. And Jones, of course, pleads not guilty. And the trial, I will tell you, didn't go so well for the prosecution. Did his wife stay with him? I think she, I don't know that, actually, but I, I have a feeling she did. The detectives on the case were not meticulous. And they let some evidence get lost. They kept some evidence out on their desks for multiple days instead of in sealed compartments. I think they were really careless and amateur, and this particular detective, once brought on the stand, sounded really oh. amateur to me. She was just like, yeah. yeah, I did that, and now I, you know, I lost this, and the jury just couldn't trust the system, and I don't blame them. And although this guy, I think, for sure did it, a couple of them still had doubts, so... The trial came out as a hung jury, and Lester Jones had some hope for a little bit until trial number two. And by the way, this is not until 2000, and he was arrested in 2014. And these this trial didn't happen until 2016. 
So trial number two is set, and this time I think the prosecution did a better job and brought out some additional evidence. Um, Lester actually had contact with Paige previously from his regular cell phone, and I guess he had set up a meeting with Paige and then realized that he knew her ex-husband from the fire department at some point. And so he canceled it. So his denial of ever knowing who Paige was, it's like a total fabrication and a lie. He also, his story was all over the place. He said he, she did give him a massage and he paid for it, but then he didn't know her. And so that's really, you know, not honest. Um, they also found a pampered chef food scale at his house, which I'm like, I don't know. I mean, maybe the wife bought Pepper Chef, too. Okay, listen. Paige has a nice house and a nice life. She has got to be hustling a whole lot of Pamper. She's got to be the only Pamper Chef girl in town. In Grand Junction, you're probably right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So if you were getting it, you were getting it from her. That's true. That's true. And finally, his wife did say that Okay, so yeah, she stayed with him because he's. she said the night that the car was found burning near his work, she did say he left for about an hour and a half to turn off lights that he left on at work. That was his like, I got to run out because I left the lights on at work. And let me guess, one of those light bulbs burned out and he came back smelling smoky. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, wifey. So at the end of the second trial, I think there was little to deny that Lester Ralph Jones was the last and final person to see Paige Burkfield alive. And he was sentenced to prison for life. And then he got an additional 12 years for kidnapping. And that is where he remains today. And Paige's kids, although her parents tried to get them Of course, they were sent to live with their dad. Oh, that kind of sucks. I was wondering about that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't suck because I think like, I think the dad still was like a good dad. Well, who knows? It sucks because uh, he lived in another state. Like, I hate to see something happen and then they have to like uproot their whole life. I mean. I know. And I feel, and, and the grandparents obviously, but the grandparents actually lived in Denver. So they didn't, they lived like three hours from her. Um, yeah. So, and the dad came back and forth and did see them a lot. So I think it's better that they're with their dad, to be honest right. with you. But yeah. Listen, Miss Page, I wish you would have, you know, I really don't have any shame in the escort game. I mean, if that is your gig, like fine. But I think the way that most of these services work is they have like a security guy go with the lady. I know that's the problem is like, there, she was doing it on her own, and that is that's where it went wrong. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's nobody's there checking up on her and making sure that that she's safe. And and she probably felt like she was safe in the small town, but you know, it's just you're no. not. There's assholes everywhere. Yeah. So let me give you a couple reviews. Thank you guys oh, so much nice. for your reviews. We love them. We love the five stars the best. You know. No. <laughs> <Go ahead>. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shame in my game. 
<laughs> also, if you guys want more of us, there is Patreon. If you haven't heard that enough from us, uh, patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. You can uh, listen to an additional episode every single week. So let me tell you, Jill MB, she says, love this podcast. Thank you so much. She thinks we're down to earth. Let me tell you, Paige. I mean, oh, sorry, Jill. I said Paige like 5,000 times in this story. So it's on my brain. Jill, we are super down to earth. I know it because I've seen a lot of people that aren't. I'll just toot my own horn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Auntie she Auntie Ash, Auntie something. She says it's accurate and gratifying. That's so nice. And she wrote a really long review and I really like that. Thank you so much. Chrissy, this one is funny, Chrissy. I really like it. She says, don't make me eat a dick. <laughs> this Chrissy is oh. loving it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No dick eating for Chrissy. No, Thank you. no. And she's only six hours from Dallas. So I like her even oh. more. Yeehaw. Giddy up. KT9090. Awesome podcast. Thanks so much. Meg Crane. Great podcast. Thank you. Um, JMB Blast. Great podcast. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Thank you for that. We love those. If you guys want to help us get to a thousand reviews, please log on to your iTunes and just click you know, the five star. And if you want to write us a little review, we'll shout you out. Um, and you can always find us on Facebook and Instagram. And you guys, I'm not very good at Twitter. So sorry. We have a couple things. Sorry. Up. Sorry, not sorry, Gretchy. <laughs> okay. No. And we didn't talk about what we were drinking, but because it's early AF, we're both drinking coffee coffee oh oh but one more thing one more thing fucking coffee you... is so much better up here in oh. the pacific northwest uh let me ask you i was thinking about this because the debate was last night um did you earn a chip no i, oh, I knew it. it so you you drank you drank through the oh, debate well i'm drinking every day up here i'm on vacation <laughs> i knew it but, um i couldn't i didn't i don't have strong enough like i couldn't watch it oh well it was better more tame than last time that's and what the I moderator heard. was good but I'm going to watch it on the way when we have good signal on the way home. My husband and I can watch it together. Okay. So you drank through de the debate even though you didn't watch it. So you didn't earn your... I was on a boat ride during the debate. Oh. Beautiful sunset. Okay. It did not suck at all. Awesome. Okay. Well, clink, clink, everybody. Okay. Clink, clink. <laughs>